mythological creatures depicted in different ways throughout the years. Some swear they exist. Others say they're just a fairy tale. I believe that they are real. Throughout history, they have been described in different ways. Some say they're white with dark blue eyes and a red head, while others say they look more like a combination of different animals, like having the head of a stag or the feet of an elephant or even the tail of a boar. In J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series, she uses a similar description to these, but also puts her own touch on it. The main thing that stays the same through all of the different descriptions is that there's some type of horn coming out from the creature's head. I'm Kaylee Gray with Potter Podcast Creature Edition, and these are unicorns. In J.K. Rowling's writing, she brings many different creatures to life. Some that we know, such as goblins or mermaids or giants. Others, like the Dementors, she created herself. Now, unicorns have been talked about since 2500 BC when the first illustration description was captured, and the first written description wasn't until 398 BC. It was written by a Greek historian named Tezus. Now, Tezus was a traveler, mostly in Persia, and during this time, he would go and talk with the people that he ran into and they'd share stories, and some of them he would write down. One of them being the mythical beast that was the size of a horse but had a horn coming from its head that supposedly if you drank from it, it could heal whatever ails you. soon thought that Tezus was piecing together different stories of different creatures into one when this Roman historian by the name of Pliny wrote a very different description of this creature. The description that Pliny wrote resembled something more of uh, Frankenstein's monster than what we think of as our typical unicorn with a horse body and a horn. These descriptions do, however, lead some to believe that some of the stories were actually about different animals that have similar descriptions, such as the rhinoceros, the killin, and the narwhal. (laughs) 
There is a Professor Geller who wrote numerous articles about mythological creatures and discussed what they could really be. One of them being about unicorns and how it's likely for people to have mistaken a rhinoceros for a unicorn because the descriptions from the past and it technically rhinos have a single horn coming from their head. Professor Geller also writes about creatures like the Ababda, the Kamahuto, and the Killen as creatures that could be mistaken for unicorns. Now, the Killen is a Chinese creature that's pretty similar to a Chinese dragon and a unicorn. Now, these creatures have been described to have horns, and it's said that no two look exactly the same. However, there are more differences between those descriptions of unicorns and Killen, as Killen have been said to have things like carp whiskers and fiery manes, which no one's ever seemed to claim was on a creature they thought was a unicorn. Although some of the physical characteristics of a Killen and unicorn are different, there is a slight similarity with the fact that both of these creatures have been said to have some type of magic. I will say though that the descriptions of a unicorn's magic involve one drinking from its horn or as in JK Rowling's writing killing it and drinking its blood like a vampire. The Killen is just said to have more of a psychic magic than a power to heal or keep someone alive longer. Now, moving from a land to sea, area is exactly what someone did when they saw this creature. Big and blubbery and with a horn. And so they called it the Unicorn of the Sea. With the main similarity being the horn on its head, the narwhal has been hunted for the magical properties that people thought its horn brought, just like the horn of the unicorn. Back in the Middle Ages, it was thought that they were either from a unicorn or that they gave whoever drank from it healing from their sickness. And it was said that Queen Elizabeth I did have a narwhal horn made into a cup that cost about 10,000 pounds or the amount someone would pay for a castle. Crazy, right? Now, there's still no proof that this actually worked, and it's all just superstition. But it's not, that's not quite true in the Harry Potter series.
In any of the Harry Potter books, when unicorns are mentioned, or when they actually appear, there's usually some mention of the magical properties they bring with them. Some of these being that if you kill a unicorn and drink its blood, you'll live longer and have a wonderful life, except that it's gonna be cursed. always an upside and a downside to magic, or like the old saying goes, magic always comes with a price. We see this exact scene played out in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, both in the book and in the film. And we get a better idea of what will be coming for our hero Harry and his new friends at Hogwarts. different instances where unicorns are seen, including a description of them in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. J.K. Rowling writes that foals are a pure gold color, and they turn into this gorgeous silver after they turn about two, and then they don't actually grow their horns until they're about four years old. And what's really interesting is that they don't actually turn that pure white color that's most seen as a unicorn until they're completely grown up. Now, moving from descriptions to uses, unicorns have many different uses, or at least different parts of a unicorn do. In Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, a unicorn's tail would be used for its strength by helping to bind bandages to the injured, which, as we all know, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry can be accident-prone. There is one more type of unicorn that no one ever thinks about, and it's still around today. It's even in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books, and you've probably even seen one, you just didn't know it. And that is Ron Weasley. Now, I know what you're thinking. 
there's no way that I missed J.K. Rowling saying that Ron was really a unicorn in disguise, or that he changed into a unicorn at one point. And you're right, you didn't, because she never actually said it. But there has been medical proof that having the red hair and blue eyes gene is extremely rare. And those with these traits have sometimes been referred to or given a nickname of being a unicorn. What's really interesting is that there are a few that have both of these traits and they're left-handed. And they can be considered majestic unicorns. I actually have some of these in my life. My boyfriend is my unicorn. He has wonderful red hair and gorgeous blue eyes. And my great aunt has phenomenal blue eyes and this fiery red hair. And then my mom is a majestic unicorn. She's my redhead fire mom with deep blue eyes and left-handed but all of her kids are right-handed, so it just makes her even more majestic. All of this being said, unicorns, they're still around today, in both real life as well as in the fantasy world, and they're gonna live forever, especially in J.K. Rowling's writing. And J.K. Rowling shows us what true magic is through these creatures. So, do you believe? Thank you for listening to this fantastic podcast, and I'm glad you found it. <laughs>